today on Colony Confidential. What did I do today? I went online. I was looking up the, your uh, funds, trying to get more information on them. Okay, good. What I decided, I emailed it to you, copy. What I decided, maybe it's time just to hang where we are. Because my boy, uh, everything that you got, he's telling you to hold, except the healthcare stock. And he's got that down as a buy. And uh, if you look at um, the chart I sent you, the growth stock, we made 10%, but he has that as a hold. 10% is not bad, you know. Yeah, I know, but, you know, he's planning for next year. So he has it as a hold. There's everything else that you have as a hold, too. I don't particularly care for the star. We got, we, I got to sit down and go over that in person. But anyway, the uh, healthcare is the highest one. That's over 10% too for the year. And he has that as a buy. To me, if we're transferring anything, we should transfer it into the healthcare stock. I would get, you don't need the Ginny Mae stock. I keep that. For the check writing privileges. Yeah, you got the check writing privileges. Like I got a place this like thing. A big, big piggy bank you go to. Yeah, I got this thing called a checking account. Yeah, but the checking account, how much interest do you make? What's in the Ginny Mae? It depends by the year, right? Well, this year we lost uh, 0.6%. Yes, I definitely have better interest than that. 3%. I'll go over the chart again. I think over like a five-year period, I made like 3% on it, right. which is better than any CD or anything else. But anyway. It's a sad testament for the financial institutions. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they and make 30% and they only give us friggin' three. Bastards. I know. I know. They're worse than me at my 7%. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I'm going over a lot of my stuff. i got to go see Ellen McCarthy next Tuesday. You know, it's the end of the year, so you got to dump stuff that you're losing money on, so you don't have to pay much taxes, much taxes on the stuff you made money on, you know? Yeah. I'll probably be all right this year because of the trucks that we bought. Because the, the 179 deduction now allows you to take a million dollars a year on equipment and trucks. So realistically, all four trucks that I bought are a full write-off if I want to. I'm not in a position now where I'm going to spend a million dollars a year in equipment. So most equipment purchased annually will be a, for a, a full tax write-off. So I probably need about eight vehicles in the next 12 months, including these. So, so next year will probably be all right too. Let's get back to what we told everybody about two weeks ago. As most of people know, Assured Environments was purchased by Terminex. They announced it today, and it'll take effect in January. What do you think about that, Ed? I really don't think one way or the other. They're just buying another company. They'll lose uh, pretty quickly about 20% of the stops. And I believe over a period of years, they'll lose more than 50%. Yeah, well, look, I, I would agree. It might be quicker than you think because... Assured is a union company. Yeah. Terminex can't run a union company. They have 1.5 billion of non-union. They're not going to convert that whole business to a union business, which would probably be... Maybe they're going to buy it under a different entity. They bought it under ServiceMaster. ServiceMaster announced it today. Well, I don't know what they're going to do. I know that it's good for me and the other PMPs in the New York area. Well, if it's good for you, it's good for me. Yeah. I believe you're right. Uh, I believe also that some of the people that work there will be opening up their own business soon. 
Well, I think some of them will attempt to do that, and some of their better people, once they get in that system, similar similarly to how it always happens, will be looking to leave and go better places and potentially take businesses. But why I'm saying it's good for me is I think it's good for all small businesses because you're talking about probably a solid $20 million worth of business just in Manhattan alone. All right. So 10% of that is nice, 20% is nicer, and 50%, like you said, would be crazy. That'll happen over a period of three, three years. Trust me. So... Another thing, during, uh, so one of the people that I follow with mergers and acquisitions is the guy Paul Giannamore from the Potom- Potomac Group. And uh, he said that rent to kill, and I'm paraphrasing and remembering. You smoking there, bro? Yeah, why? Nice. No, I don't have a problem with it. You're in the comfort of your home. Do whatever you want. Just keep your clothes on. <laughs> Go ahead. Or if you take your clothes off, turn the video off. So he said that Rent-A-Kill is about to make their biggest purchase in North America within the next two weeks. Okay, that's, that's another, another one's going to lose business. business. I, I, I remember, remember them years ago, they bought stuff, and uh, my sales pitch was, do you want to give money to the queen or do you want to keep it here in America? Either way, this, depending on what company they buy, the sales pitch is still, we're the speedboat and they're a ship, and we could, we could meet your needs better, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. We might be more technically advanced than them, too. For the most part, yeah. In a lot of cases, we can be, and we are. What's happening with that? Uh, what's happening with that thing that, with that guy who was at the racetrack with us? What happened with that? Oh, New Year. We've been in touch. Oh, okay. They tried to prolong it, New Year. He said they're gonna make a decision in the next. There's been some issues, not issues, but they merged, whatever. But they're still moving forward. It's just January. Just to go back to touch on why these mergers and acquisitions are good for us as small businesses, to elaborate for those listening is, as a small business owner or operating a small business, you have the opportunity to change things much faster than these billion-dollar, you know, $600 million, $700 million companies. When a new product comes out, you can test it on your own, and you should be getting free samples to test that. You can test the product on God bless. Thank you. That's probably from all the cigar smoke. No, so I was down the beach. It's that clean ass killing me. <laughs> what I was saying was, is that as a small business, we can maneuver faster. We could use newer stuff quicker because we have the opportunity to test it and make sure that it really does work. Whereas these large co- corporations have approved product lists that their technical people have to vet and then they have to disseminate it among you know, tens of thousands of employees and this and that. Um, And with everything, you could do everything quicker and faster than most of these larger companies. And your customer service, I don't care what anyone says, your customer service as a small business, if you're still alive after five years, is untouchable with these big businesses. They can't come close to the same. And you can never say what we always like to say is that I'm the owner and you will always have my phone number. The other thing, too, which I noticed in my own dealings with somebody, when the shit hits the fan, they, the people that are managing New York are not from New York. And they have to go every once in a while for a meeting down south or wherever the company's located, down in Tennessee. And uh, that's the worst thing they can tell a customer. I can't be with you right now. Uh, I have to go down to Tennessee. What a lot of people don't realize is New York is a big, big town made up of a lot of little villages 
And the key is to know the villages, know their customs. I mean, everybody wants service. It just goes. But you got to know how to present it in, in a way that different ethnicities um, understand it and, and appreciate it. At the CO2 conference, Dan Gordon gave a presentation, and he, he said he broke it all down, how mergers and acquisitions how some people are afraid of it and think like that's where the industry's going and there's going to be no room left for us. And he's, he begged to differ to the contrary, just like us. He said it's even better for us. And he said with the economy, the way the economy's going, multiples are, if they're not at their peak, they're going to hit their peak really soon. And then we're going to go downward. And then, but then we're going to come right back up. By the time my kids are either ready to buy or I'll be ready to sell it. Well, it looks like... Uh, 19 is going to be a rough year, but we've been through rough years before. And I remember you saying, and I, I did it, whenever the shit hit the fan, just take care of your business, tighten things up, give them good service, and um, maybe you're not going to have a 10% increase this year. Maybe you're going to have a 2% loss. Well, why do, you think, why do you think 19 is going to be a rough year? With the stock market, with the trade wars... I I listen to what uh, I listen to what I hear on TV and I I read on the internet that they're all expecting it to be a rough year. I mean, there's, there's always one guy. No, it's going to be great. You know, I don't know. Even my boy, who I trust explicitly because he doesn't bullshit, says it's going to be a rough year. Who's that? Uh, that's the guy. The guy from the I, papers. The guy that I get the newsletter from. The well, guy that since 1991 has a list of. All the years, and he tells you when he made money and when he lost money. Not these guys that come on and say, yeah, I picked that stock. Well, I want to know other stocks you picked that didn't do well, because you know nobody gets them all right. With him, I, I trust his opinion. Two things you said about 2019. My plan is to grow the business by at least 20%, and we were just going over numbers that the trade wars and the tariffs and everything, in our industry specific, we're going to see the largest increase in materials in a 12-month period ever. This is already coming what down. What do you mean materials? You mean new things? New things? No, material, pesticides, you know, whatever, glue boards, bait stations, everything. Because everything, even if it's manufactured here, the pieces, certain pieces or certain raw materials come from these countries that we're at war with. Or war. War is a strong, but it's a war, right? It's a trade war. When we were having this conversation somewhere, it might have been in Denver. Somebody was saying something like, yeah, but everything they make is manufactured here. And then someone was like, manufactured here, pay attention that the raw materials aren't coming from here. So we're going to see increases in uh, glue boards because whatever the, the glue, stuff in the glue, one company has an advantage over the other. But because neither company uh, sponsors us, I won't mention which one. Feel free to DM me and uh, maybe I'll tell you. But uh, one is actually one actually has an advantage over the other because they position themselves properly with their raw materials. But either way, we're going to see an increase. Everybody, get ready. We're going to see an eight to fourteen percent increase across the board. You're talking about price. Yeah, eight to fourteen percent increase on our materials. Okay. So. So listen. So obviously, you didn't do shit when you were in Russia. What do you mean? I didn't do what do you, mean? you were supposed to fix all these problems, bro. Let's look at the positive part. I didn't cause any problems. We don't know the cause or effect. Sorry, we don't know the effect of what you did there yet. It's still trickling down. I made I made good friends with uh, what's his name, Boris. 
in uh, Uglitch. No, no, no. He was in Yaroslav. Was that her name in Uglitch? Boris? Boris, yeah. That was her name? No, it was with a guy and his wife. wife. I, I forget, forget the wife. And I got pictures of me and him together, man, with butts. Yeah. Is that how your camera broke? The camera ain't broke. Oh. Anyway, I'm joking. But yeah, so anyway, so that's going to be interesting. 2019 played out the economy. We all feel is going to slow down. We'll see what happens. The good thing is, right? How many recessions have we been through since 2003? Or how many bad economies? Two? Well, one, two. Yeah, two. Yeah, two. 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 And our worst year in pest control is probably 11% growth. Well, the only one that I remember that it was bad and it was good was a Jerry Ford uh, recession back in 75 or whatever. And uh, I lost a lot of, uh, I, I had almost exclusively like 90% of all homes and I was doing them all um, uh, in low-income neighborhoods. And a lot of people lost their jobs. So like 40% of the customers like took a powder. That was the bad part. The good part was I started going after commercial accounts. So do you think that's why you shifted your business model, that recession? I think that's where it started. Uh, I think once when I met McGarity and I started going to, um, I think I went to parties for every judge in the city with him. How to do well in a bad economy? How to do well in a bad economy is go to work every day, do the best job you can, keep your networking going. Um, keep your staff, well, you don't really got to let them go because somebody's always quitting. Not in a bad economy. You don't know what these guys do. They get these bullshit jobs like city cops and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but in a bad economy, you know all of that stuff gets frozen also. It could be, yes, but you know what? You just keep going ahead. You know you're good at what you do. You know what got you there. And you're just keeping it. Sometimes you gotta suck it up. You don't tell. You know, a great man is not somebody who, who knows, who tells you how good he's doing. A great man is somebody that, you you know, he did great things, and the bad things that he does, he just sucks it up and keeps going and makes it better. Look at the stock market. There's people in the stock market that are investors. They put money in and they let it ride, for the most part. Then there's traders. They're in and out, in and out, in and out. You don't want to be a trader. You're an investor in your, in your, in your chosen profession. You're going to keep doing what you got to do. You'll make slight changes here and there. But no matter what, what these mutts that get elected, these self-serving people uh, and radicals um, that want to make everything uh, socialist or whatever, uh, whatever they do, you just keep doing what you're doing. And, and, and doing the best you can, and you'll survive whatever they throw at you. Sooner or later, the sun will shine again. So basically, this is a good time to live beneath your means, to start. You may end up having to put some of your personal money in your business. Uh, I, or, didn't like to, I don't know. Once I took it out, I didn't put it back. But Unless, maybe you take a pay cut. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. The only time I used personal money was when I acquired other companies or routes. Then that was personal money. Right, so we do things a little bit different. We use the bank's money. I know. I, I know, know you're not a fan of that, but... No, no, not my style. I know.
but it's it's good. It's actually considered smart business. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I did all right doing my. Nobody said you did it. What are you doing for holidays? Uh, I'm waiting for you to tell me. Uh, I'm, we'll make that decision, but we'll all be together. Uh, Jamie will be here. Okay. Um, I decorated the house just for you. Somehow I don't believe that, but maybe it, maybe it's better to do it at your house. I don't know. Up to you. But um, we'll make that call this week. Okay. Um, but but Hurricane Keith is coming from Florida. Oh, Keithy boy! This time we're gonna make a sincere effort to see him. The plans have already changed like five times. But I was he, ta- was he taking his jet up? Don't he have a private jet? Not yet. Soon. Soon. Um, but Friday, I think Friday we're going to go into Manhattan and, uh, do a whole day in Manhattan and end in a karaoke bar with all the kids. What Friday is that? The 28th, I think. Okay, that'd be cool. But, uh... 22nd, what's this thing at Barclays and who's fighting? We're sponsoring the fight with the Charlo brothers. Oh, do we get a picture with them at least? I, I don't know. That's Paris. a kid from the party Saturday night. He uh, was sitting next to Marty's. And he, and he Gary? Ate What's his name? The one that put his headphones in after Marty spoke to him for 10 minutes? Wasn't it Gary? Yeah. Yeah. Never, he never ate so much food. No, I he had a good time. It was That place is great. It's just the tightness and the waiting an hour. I, you know, it was funny. When we walk in here, Marty tells me, oh, it's so loud here. And everybody's talking so loud. And you would feel right at home here. What? I go, you know what I'm saying? He's like, ha <laughs> I guess everybody was talking to each other and he couldn't get a word in edgewise. He went to the table next to us to start a conversation. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, could, he, he couldn't, couldn't control, control himself. Some of the guys stayed out till like 4 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. Who did? Some of the employees. Wow. I went to, uh, I was still under the weather as I still am now, so I went to bed. I wasn't under the weather, but I went home. I was in D.C. I'm done traveling until January when I bring the dog back up there. Allegedly. Well, why is that allegedly? <laughs> you just never get to say it, right? You that word in each of these podcasts. No, so I went down there to solidify everything. Uh, the next, I mean, it's pretty much a done deal. It's going to happen. Without any duty? Yeah. Synergy Sense South. What are we backing them up with? What do you mean? Where's it going to get the customers? Where are we getting the clients from? Well, that's what I went down there for. To and how are we going to do it? Well, I made a deal with, or making a deal to get business from other pest control companies. We're going oh, to okay. marketing. Um, we met some pest control companies at Pest World that we're going to, you know, rely on. Uh, so, I mean, we're going to start how we always start with the pest control market giving them uh, discounted prices. Um, we have our new um, prepaid program, which is a significant drop in price. You just pay up front for um, it's a certain amount, amount of dollars depending on your company. We're going to start that model down there as well with PMPs. This is part of why I'm going to a lot of these seminars is to make sure that we have the right marketing in place on the internet. Hey, what's in that bottle you got in front of you? The red thing. That's the microphone hammer. Okay. I feel like I'm a real news anchor or talk show host because this in my coffee cup was hot rum with lemon and honey to make me feel better. But what does it what does it say on that coffee cup? It says dad. 
Something oh. like that. Leader, goofy. You know, the kids got it for me. So yeah, DC is a go. We're gonna plan a trip out there when I'm like I'm gonna spend a week, a month out there probably, give or take. I'm gonna try and go like on a Sunday or drive up Monday morning and come home Thursday, depending on the week. Where exactly in DC is it? It's gonna be the whole DC, Maryland, Virginia. Like we're gonna do northern, northern Virginia. I guess that's no, uh, southern Maryland and DC. Oh, you're stopping to see Rick. Uh, he's all the way at the ass end of, of Virginia. Lynchburg? He, isn't he, where is he? He's right on the border of West Virginia, right? Yeah. Anyway, if he's got bed bugs, tell him to call us. We'll sniff him out. We'll give him a discounted price. Well, anyway. All right. What, what about, about you couldn't run into Jeff O'Neill down there, no? Maybe. He's in Delaware, right? Rhode yeah, Island. Well, that's near Maryland, ain't it? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's, you know, we're going to start off slow. I'm not rushing into anything. There's a big enough rush just starting the dog business down there. But the dog market down there and the amount of providers down there is slim. And the the demand is there. Oh, good. But what I was getting at is in the summer, the week that I go down for to do work, we're all going to go bring the kids. I know you'll enjoy that. While I'm working, you can go to museums with them. Like, like I used to, to do with you and Jamie and Eddie? Yeah. Cool. I just figured you would enjoy that. I would. Yeah. I think they would too. I think like the grandiose nature of the monuments, you know, even though there's a ton of stuff for them to see in New York, there's just something about traveling somewhere and seeing all this big stuff. Right. And we'll stay in a nice hotel with a warm pool. <laughs> okay. All right. So... Another thing that you didn't even know about, we're going to be putting out a best of episode. Yeah. With all the outtakes of the outlandish crap, the outlandish <laughs> cow muffins we've put out there. You mean malarkey? Yeah, malarkey. <laughs> so, everybody, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, listen, stay tuned to hear when that's going to drop. And uh, hopefully, very soon, we're going to have Donnie Shelton on from Coal March. I've been trying to get him on. I saw him at his CO2 conference. Hopefully, we're going to get it done in the next week or so. Oh, good. That'd yeah, he's cool. a wealth of knowledge. All right, good. So that's something to look forward to. When it gets a little warmer, we're going to get you in the field with a GoPro cam. What's a GoPro cam? Don't worry about it. We're going to get you in the field, and we're going to film it. I'm going to be working? Tech. We're, you're going to... Yes. What am I going to be doing? We, we'll figure... Does it matter? Well, I, I got to prepare, prepare myself. I, when I tell you we're going to do it, you'll be able to prepare then. Okay. What do you want to do? I don't know. Go, go look, look at, at a job. job. Yeah. We want to do something where there's some technical stuff in it. I think going to price out a job is a great idea for us to go look at stuff and just talk about it. All right. Fine. We'll so, go together. Yeah. Of course. Yes. I, who the hell else is going to rein you in? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, real funny. Oh, okay. Maybe when we get that job from the guy from the races, we'll do the setup together. Okay, cool. I'm all for that. Yeah. Just let me know, man. You know, I cancel all my other events when, uh, when it's a podcast or something to do for the business. You know You're that. so full of cow muffins, but that's fine. But I may have some good video this week if we get it to put up on a website because we're doing a big drain treatment and cleaning Thursday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think that, that would be good. What are you doing this weekend? This weekend, I am going to a Christmas recital at Josephine's Church. They have choirs up there singing all Christmas songs. It should be really nice. 
I'm, I will be having dinner at the Heritage House on McLean Avenue, mm-hmm. and I'm going to finish decorating. Uh, there's a little left to decorate in the house. Did you get Avery a birthday present? Oh, it's his birthday? Next Wednesday. I got him a birthday present. It wasn't a gun either. I really surprised myself. Good. Yo, Avery is absolutely the next star of the Sheehan family. Last night, I FaceTimed him for probably a good 30 minutes, him and Cadence. I couldn't stop laughing. Mad dramatic. It was it was hilarious. I wish I recorded it. And he's not on drugs. Not that I know of. <laughs> you never know these kids today. He is going to be seven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a rough age. Thank you for listening. Have you left us a review yet? Why not? What's going on? What are you waiting for? Come on, Hammer.